Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Hamas leaders vowed to repeat October 7 attacks against Israel again and again and again. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. You know, Holly, since October 7, it has been a horrendous situation to mm-hmm. witness videos and photos of this unbelievable attack and carnage that Hamas operatives and terrorists inflicted against innocent people uh, going into their homes and doing that very early in the morning, dragging them out of bed, slaughtering them, killing people in cars. Unbelievable Mm -hmm. videos and and images that I'll never get out of my mind. And you wonder, how does all this happen? And then you see some of this protesting around the country and around Mm -hmm. the world that are, frankly, pro-Hamas protest. They may be waving the so-called Palestinian flag, uh, but they are pro-Hamas terrorist protest. People, oftentimes, some of those individuals participate in those protests. They have no idea what they're doing. In fact, I think the most ironic one is Queers for Palestine. Oh, my goodness. I mean, really? Seriously? (laughs) You know, you would be the first one killed. Homosexuals aren't loud over there. You would be the first one killed. Do you really understand what you're saying? Right. You have no idea of what's happening on the ground. Well, this is truly not a spiritual war. It's demonic forces that are causing this. I mean, granted, they give these people drugs. They call it the poor man's cocaine as well as alcohol to make them act like this to just go wild and kill these people with no thought about it. But it's truly a demonic possession. And we see that also acting out. And I think the future for here in America, I mean, you look at the border and you look at a lot of these terrorists that are coming across the border. So our eyes need to be on America as well. Well, recently, a few days ago, it was actually uh, her cousin filmed uh, this 20-year-old IDF female uh, soldier, and she was guarding outside of Jerusalem uh, in the old city. And it was on Friday as Shabbat was coming, and he filmed uh, a message to her parents. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, a few days later, she was uh, brutally stabbed by a 16-year-old, so-called Palestinian, and died. So how does that happen? That person wasn't drugged, didn't have that kind of Uh, chemical in his body. How does that happen? How does this ideology occur? And if you go to palwatch.org is a good website, you'll see a video montage there of real video taken from different kinds of indoctrination to kids that the Palestinian Authority actually has been producing. The Palestinian Authority is also a terrorist promoting organization It is headquartered in Ramallah, inside of Israel, in Ramallah, a place where they are. It was in Gaza, uh, but when the elections happened and Hamas uh, beat the opposition and became the ruling government, uh, then what you had is the Palestinian Authority moved out of Gaza, and they are now in Ramallah. So what you're seeing on that video is not Hamas. 
It is the Palestinian Authority. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. They're indoctrinating kids to kill from very young. And in fact, we had Kamal Salim uh, that was a guest on our Freedom Alive TV program. And he said, as he was raised in Lebanon decades ago, as a youngster, he was recruited to terrorism at the age of seven. And they consider, like his mother said, you know, it will be honorable for you to kill Americans and kill Jews. So they see it as an act of honor to be raising these children at such a young age to be able to kill. So, you know, the leader of Hamas, uh, and some of these leaders, by the way, of Hamas, they're billionaires, billionaires. Well, how do they become billionaires? Because they siphoned off money into their own personal accounts from the so-called humanitarian aid. That we have provided. And multi-billionaires. <laughs> right. Three and four or five billion dollars of net worth. We've provided a lot of that money to Iran, which is funding a lot of this war right now. And we've provided uh, hundreds of millions of dollars to the Palestinian Authority, which now is paying about $27 million per month, mm-hmm. per month, in benefits to the families of terrorists, people that kill or maim, injure, Jews, those families get benefits, some of them for the rest of their lives, including those people who were killed in southern Israel that attacked these innocent people. So the leader of Hamas said that the plan is that October 7 would be done again and again and again and again and again until the occupation was done. And the interviewer said, you mean in Gaza? He said, no, in all of Israel. In other words, they will do October 7 over and over and over and over again until there are no Jews at all in Israel. That's their goal. And so here's the Wall Street Journal. This is an editorial from the Wall Street Journal. Quote, Hamas has two messages for two different audiences. To the international community, it pleads for a ceasefire on humanitarian grounds. To the Arab world, it pledges to repeat its October 7 attacks and sacrifice as many Palestinians as it takes to destroy Israel. That's what a ceasefire means to Hamas, a chance to repeat October 7 another day. The similar idea of a humanitarian pause gaining steam on the Western left is to Hamas merely an opportunity to reload. That's the Wall Street Journal editorial, and they are right on the money. And, you know, Matt, it's maddening, too. We have two members of Congress that are on the same page as this pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian group. That needs to stop. And, you know, these um, catchy slogans, from the river to the sea, mm-hmm. Palestine will be free. Understand what they're saying. From the river, the Jordan River, to the sea, which is the Mediterranean Sea, from east to west, Palestine will be free. What do they mean by that? That means that all of the land will be called Palestine, not Israel, and all of the land will be free of all of the Jews. Mm -hmm. That is a very anti-Semitic, anti-Israel rhetoric. So when Rashida Tlaib, a member of Congress, says that phrase, that's really what's behind it. She says, oh, it's an aspirational phrase about liberty. No, it's not. Anybody who studied that phrase and anybody who repeats that phrase especially those within this uh, Islamic community, they know what that means. It means no Jews. In Mm -hmm. fact, if you go back in history, 
you have the, the nose of 1937, the nose of 1947, the nose of 1967. In fact, there you had three nose. And what does that mean? No partitioning of the land. So when Israel and the then Palestinian Liberation Organization prior to the PA, which was renamed to the Palestinian Authority, when Great Britain had the mandate and they divested itself of that part of the world, they said, we're going to have two different states, one for the Palestinian of the Palestinian Liberation Organization, one for the Jews, Israel. And they can live side by side. And the Jews said, that's fine, we'll accept that deal. The Palestinian Liberation Organization said no, no to partitioning of the land. They would not accept anything if you had any part of it for the Jews. The same thing happened in 1937 and 1947 and 1967, the Six-Day War. They came back and said no to any partition, no to peace. They said no, 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 no. They don't want any Jew anywhere in all of Israel. So you have to ask yourself the question, why is it the Jews have been persecuted throughout history? You go back to Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Persia, and that's when you had Esther with the death sentence that all the Jews had. Come up through Rome, Nazism with the Germans in the 1930s and 40s. 1948 with the attempted annihilation of the Jews, 1967, 1973, now you have this. They're God's chosen people. You have to ask yourself why. Why? There's no other people on earth that have been targeted and have been preserved. Right. God obviously has a special plan for the Jewish people, and he's done that through history. Mm -hmm. Obviously, our scriptures came through the Jewish people, the Messiah, Jesus, came through the Jewish people. He was Jewish. He has a plan for that part of the world and for this people. I encourage you to go to Liberty Council's sister website, Christians in Defense of Israel, cidisrael.org. That's cidisrael.org. We have a lot of educational information there at cidisrael.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. The website again, lc.org.